Hello, this is Sally Cronin with the next story from Kelton Irish Government. The much-anticipated visit of King Patrick, Queen Seren and their son, the handsome Prince Ronan, is to be celebrated with a magnificent feast. The royal banquet, the menu and preparation. The court was buzzing, and not just because the bees in the hives above the palace were working overtime. The amber nectar, so revered by the fairies, was now stored in vats with tiny taps made from hollow reeds and corked with willow bark. Honey was being placed in empty walnut shells sealed with beeswax to keep it fresh. They would be opened on the night of the banquet and the sweet contents poured over the ground almond pancakes served with baby strawberries. The storyteller had donated an excellent wine imported from his French vineyards and it had been resting down in the cellar of his cottage for many years. It didn't take much amber nectar or wine to make a fairy tiddly and one magnum of the rich red wine would suffice for the evening. There was also the juice made from a mixture of last year's blackberries and fallen apples, as well as clear spring water from the well that did double duty as a make-a-wish terminal. Queen Filigree, her social secretary, Sir Justin, and the royal chef, Marcel, had poured over the fresh ingredients available in their new home, creating a menu for a banquet fit for the visiting king and queen. The storyteller had also suggested that Summer, whose children had rescued the royal pigeons the previous winter, should be brought in to make the desserts. Part fairy, she was not only a superb baker, but also knew the magic ingredients that increased the delight of those sampling her dishes. Her chocolate brownies, renowned throughout the county for their medicinal properties, were served with whipped caramelised cream. They had been known to send those consuming them into ecstatic trances and artistic dances. Since dancing plays an enormous part in any fairy feast, her skills would indeed be treasured. On the day of the banquet, Wild mushrooms were gathered and cleaned of their grit, ready to be fried in butter with some fresh garlic and cream from the farm on the far edge of the forest. They would be served on little fried squares of bread made by summer with spelt flour and walnuts. Baby beetroots had been roasted and peeled to be served with horseradish sauce and some pomegranate seeds. The main course was poached quail's eggs and stuffed courgette flowers filled with mince nuts, mushrooms and goat's cheese and fried in crispy butter. This was served with chips and Chef Marcel's renowned curry sauce, a favourite after a night of drinking amber nectar. As well as the delicious brownies made by summer, there would be a selection of desserts made by this talented master chef, who it must be noted had three wizard stars for his cuisine. The elderberry jelly with shortcake and frozen sheep's yoghurt had won awards across the fairy world. There were also some almond sweetmeats to accompany the coffee made from chicory plants in the garden. For those who did not have a sweet tooth, not likely, but some of the courtiers from the visiting kingdom might be so inclined, there was a special treat. Esme the goater provided her rich creamy milk to make delicious tangy cheese, served with mini pats of butter made from Michael's prize-winning herd and some Irish soda bread rolls courtesy of Summer. Finally, the morning of the arrival of King Patrick, Queen Saran and their son, Prince Ronan Dawn, and the court was up and about early. In the royal chamber, Queen Filigree bathed in scented warm water and contemplated her new ball gown that was hung in front of the wardrobe. Made from finely woven silk that had been dyed to a beautiful turquoise, it had a fitted bodice ruched and trimmed with lace and a full skirt with hundreds of minute pleats that showed off her slender hips. Beneath the dress rested a pair of matching shoes with gold roses attached to the front and a little heel that would not impede her dancing the night away. Satisfied that all had been made ready with the guests, chambers being finished with bowls of berries and chilled bottles of amanetta, 
she closed her eyes and imagined her impact on that irritating man, Prince Ronan, when he saw her in all her finery. This scene was mirrored throughout the court as Narcissus and Persephone attended to their wardrobe for the evening's banquet. They were delighted by the rose pink enamel dresses designed by Dapper Man and his team, but were slightly miffed that they were pale in significance when they stood side by side by their mother. However, they were young and loved the Queen, and they knew that where there was one Prince Ronan, there was probably another, and their future looked very rosy indeed. Thanks for joining me today, and I hope you enjoyed the first part of this story, and will join me again next time. <laughs>